Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to the 2017 Bassmaster Classic. We're down here in Houston, Texas, and we're having the Ike Live Show. We're talking to everybody in the sport of bass fishing because everybody's here. We've had the greatest, and we have another one today. We have we have the Bass Fishing's first millionaire uh, done it out on the FLW Tour. His name is Scott Seggs. I know a lot of you know him, and I really appreciate you being here with us today, Scott. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's just fun. Anytime you can come to the Classic and get to, you know, get to see all the new stuff coming for the new season and, and just get to visit with all the different people all over the, you know, they come from all over the world here. And then on top of that, get to watch the guy that we all are real fond of, Mike, <laughs> do great in a tournament. How you about, know? how about Ike in this tournament right now? He's I mean, out of control. He is, and I mean, I love it because when he goes Ike, you know good things are happening. And uh, this morning he goes Ike right off the bat, and that's what's so cool about the whole deal. Man, it's, uh, you know, for those of you that, that didn't see it, I can't imagine, but early this morning, Mike on a, I think it was Carolina rig, uh, that's been his deep water pattern, and uh, he, he put one in the boat. I, they're calling it 8 pounds on bass tracks. I'm calling it 10 pounds after looking at him catch it. It's it's got a it's got a softball in its belly, and uh, and it jumped him right back into this tournament. He's five pounds out. Now he's right back in this derby. And that's what's so fun about fishing in Texas, anywhere in Texas. You know, there's so many big fish down here, and all it takes is one cast to make up the difference. And then he's back on an even playing field. And uh, all he's got to do is get is you know finish that limit out, pound away. Hey, it's it's in his reach, and that's what's so fun about it. Um, and hey, what would be funner than watch him go walk on stage this afternoon? <laughs> I think we're going to see it either way. But you made a really good point. In Texas, when you have all those big fish around, a five-pound lead is not really that that big of a cushion. No, it can happen real quick. One cast. Ike proved it this morning. Here's the deal. It can also happen twice in one day, and this day's not over yet. Wow, it's just getting started. It's just getting started, and we've got we've got Brent Ayler, um, you know, up there leading this tournament, 
and I know you know Brent well. You've been, you know, battling him for years. He's a killer. You know, especially when he's in the lead. You know, and you know what's so funny about it is I make fun with these bass guys because I fished bass for a long time, and then I switched over to FLW. Well, Brent fished FLW and then switched over to bass. So I tell all these guys, you know, I'm glad y'all are taking your beating now, like we took it for a while, and they're all wanting us to take him back. You know, I mean, because Brent, that's one thing about Brent. Brent reminds me so much of Michael Iaconelli. Whenever that guy gets in the lead, gets the taste of the blood or whatever, he's a closer. And that's the thing about it. You've got Mike, you've got Edwin, and you've got uh, Brent up there, three of the best closers in the business. One of them will get it done. Wow. You you said a mouthful there, and and Brent did it. Uh, He did it in the Everstar Championship early on. He won the FLW Championship. That's right. And since he's come over to Bass, he he just really hasn't found that winner's circle yet. And he's been talking about it, been looking for it. He's in a great spot to do it right now, but... Hey, he's won three major cups. You know, like you said, he won the Everstar. He won the FLW, uh, Forestwood Cup. He's turned, he turned around and won the Major League Cup, the first winner of the Major League That's Cup. Right. And now this is the only one he hasn't really notched in his belt yet. And I think the, he's really got it in his sight. So it's going to be a battle to the end. And he's only like 17 or 18 years old, I think. <laughs> you know, so he's he got, seems like it. <laughs> uh, he's got a few years ahead of him out there to compete on the tournament trail. He's one of the younger guys. So, uh, but it's going to—it's a barn burner right now. And, and you know what I like about uh, Ike's strategy is—is uh, is his maturity that he's showing in this event. Um, it, it, the classic is a winner-take-all event, right? right. So, so you can't—you can't just go for limits. And Mike is on a big fish pattern, and a lot of guys might have bailed on that pattern early when it got tough, when it got tight. Mike hangs in there for hour after hour to try to get a few of those bigger fish and showing a lot of maturity. And that's the way it is. That's the way when we all look at it. When you fish a Forestwood Cup, when you fish a Bassmasters Classic, whatever that championship is, that's not a points race. Mm-hmm. That points race is what got you there. You have to go with it with whatever pattern you think gives you the best opportunity to win. And it's going to be a big bite deal to put it you over the top to win. And Mike has settled in. Mike has done what he needs to do. He's found what he needed to do, you know, in practice, what he needed to stick to during the tournament. And the thing about it, like you said, he's showing the maturity. He's showing his age now. He's showing what he's learned over all these years. And he's sticking to his guns. There's no there's no winner in second place in the championship. No, definitely not. It's winner take all. Rumor is he might retire if he wins this tournament. But uh, Then that kind of messes me up because I may not want him to win then. I don't want him to retire. No, we want we want to we want to definitely keep him in That's the sport. That's exactly He's right. He's done so much for the sport and and uh, and we've got this great sport and our sport is driven by uh by our sponsorships that we have in our sport and uh, we have a lot of great sponsors working at the Bass University and here on Ike Live and we have a sponsor in in common yes, which we is do. which is a, a is an optics sponsor called Popticals and uh it's a great product it's 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 one of the cutting edge products in in the fishing industry right now and i know you've been working with them for a little while oh i have and i mean that's the great thing about it um you know they make a the way they make these glasses and the way they fold up you know and and go into such a small package uh a, a small container which you have I, one right there i've got I one mean, right here um 
they're so you can you can put them in your front pocket. I mean, you can put them in your front pocket, do whatever you want to do with them. I mean, they're so easy to keep up with. Um, they you know they didn't t- they just don't take up a lot of space and everything. But the great thing about them to me is their durability, the light, you know, how light they are on your face and everything. But you know, listen, everybody that knows anything about the outdoors knows what Zeiss scopes are. Zeiss optics have been, you know, top of the line forever. And Zeiss makes the lens that goes in these glasses. So, I mean, what I like about them is if I'm running down a bank looking at bedfish, whatever I see on that first pass, you know how many times have you stopped the boat back up to look and see what you thought you saw? Right. You don't have a second guess. Whatever you see is there, and you can cover a lot more water in a day with these on. Well, the, the optics are the key, and that's, that's you know, right. from a bass fisherman perspective, you know, when you're, whether you're bed fishing, you know, or you're just fishing, uh, you know, habitat. You've got to see. You know, That's you right. you got to be able to see that log, that edge of that grass line. Uh, you know, that where the gravel changes from big gravel to small gravel. That's right. So ha- having that extra foot or two feet even of penetration in through the water surface is huge in fishing and that's what these premium optics give us and that's one of the things that i've noticed you know different waters like kentucky lakes hard to see in mm-hmm. I've, I've had myself and other friends stand on a boat over there and look and see how far you can get you know penetration view out into that water and it seems like you you gain another five feet band mm-hmm. around the around the edge of the bank by these lenses so that that's a big player in what we do a- absolutely so Try, check out Popticals. We've got some great specials going on here uh, at the Classic Course. We're going to be running some great specials for Popticals at BashU.TV. So all of our subscribers, uh, we'll keep you posted on all that stuff. But Yeah, and don't forget, pack small and live big. <laughs> uh, we, we love it, and, and they're so important to us. I mean, our sponsors in this sport are, are huge. Um, you know, especially over here on the Bassmaster side of things. They are. I mean, I, I just, uh, Roland Martin dropped a bomb on us uh, when I was interviewing him that he got invited last year through the, uh, not, not not the Champions, the Legends Clause. Legends, Legends. To uh, compete in the Elites, and he, and he was unable to do it. Um, financially, he opted not. But he told us that he's going to do it next year. And he, if he gets that invitation again, he's definitely going to do it. It costs $85,000 a year. <laughs> to compete out here on the Bassmasters tour. And you know that is outrageous and I mean and and but that's what it that's what it cost and I mean and that's that's just looking at certain things it just depends on you know there it can even be higher than that and we all know that it can be more expensive than that. So being out here it's really hard to do. It's the same thing over on FLW. I mean it's high to be out there the the dollar figures and everything but what a great deal. I mean, without sponsors, sponsors mean the world to a professional angler. Without them, hey, we would be at home, and really the sport would not even exist. So sponsors are what really drives the whole sport. And and, and Bass has created a wonderful platform, so has FLW. Um, they built this this amazing sport where guys like you and myself can make a living and showcase our, right. our talents, and, and we're here at the premium stage on the Bassmasters. I know you compete on the FLW side, and you were the very first millionaire uh, yeah. in the sport of fishing. That's You know, that's amazing that they did get that payout, a million dollars for one event. Unbelievable. And, uh, you know... The economy was rolling good at that time and everything, and that was always Irwin Jacobs, which owns the company, owns FLW. 
that was always his life goal was to get it to a million dollar purse and everything and then you know right after that the market crashed we have problems and everything but we will again one day see it back there man that's that's amazing have you spent all that money uh no my <laughs> wife i think still has ever bit of it oh god bless her for doing that man uh, but, uh, that that's that's a huge purse that was what 2007 2007 so uh it's amazing it's amazing how at that time that you could win that you know and i i don't know i I messed up at pittsburgh i lost a fish at pittsburgh two years later to let me be the two-time millionaire winner and and i lost him on the last day and i I think i lost to greg hackney by a pound or something so um and i didn't have a limit so that really that really hurt but that would have been it was awesome enough to be the first but it'd been really great to be twice. <laughs> to be twice. But you know, it's funny. Uh, I spoke with uh, Roland Martin. He lost the fish at Thousand Islands in a classic. Boat out and won that tournament. He finished second. What a one. Larry Nixon had a mishap. Uh, I believe also on the Ohio River. I, don't, I can't remember where, but he lost the fish and wound up losing, finishing second in the classic as well. It's hard to finish, you know, to deal with that. But, but man, you got the win. I'd like to, I'd like to take, take you back to that. I mean, you're out there in the, it, fishing for a million dollars, and you're in contention. Uh, now, at this time, the FLW was zeroing the weights. Is that right? No. no? Yeah. Yes. So you were top ten qualified, right? So it was an even field. What we did is we went to first two days then zeroed and then combined second the last two days top ten okay so how were you sitting going into the last day i was leading i had about a five pound lead going into the last day wait did that relax you or did that make you more nervous it relaxed me but i'm gonna tell you this is the crazy things that people don't understand i've always said that if it's your tournament to win you can't give it away right so I have a starting spot I'm going to every morning, and I go to it, and I get one or two bites every morning, and, and it's, you know, really carried me through the tournament. I get there, the th- uh, final morning, there's a striper boat guiding on it. I leave, I go to my second spot, I get there, there's a dive boat anchored with the flags out, and I can't get within 50 yards of them. So I leave there, and I run to another one, and as I'm running to it, it's a single tree that I'm going to fish. As I'm running to it, I thought, the tree looks funny. I get up there, there is a guy hanging on the side of the tree, had been thrown off of a kneeboard, and his buddies wouldn't go pick him up. And this is how my day went. The fourth stop I make, my wife and them will all tell you, they're watching. I have 150 boats following me. And I throw my marker buoy out and turn around to get ready to set and start making casts. And a houseboat runs over my marker buoy. And I thought, oh, no, this is my day here, you know. You're going to get spun so out. This, and I nearly did get spun out, but I was able to pull it together and get the job done. Well, how did it happen? Was it the first fish? That settled you down at that time, or how did how did that day? Was it a pressure cooker like Ike's going through right now? Right, where it's one here, one there. Well, what the bad thing about was, I had that lead. The weights were really low at that time, and I pull in, I catch just a barely a keeper, and I take off running down the lake. And that's one of these deals. I mean, I run to, I run by a spot, and I've got all these boats following me, and I U-turn right back through them. And I just, something told me to stop and throw in this one particular spot. I pull up there and I catch a five pounder. And, uh, that right there pretty much just 
sunk me down, and I was ready to have a fun day then. Wow. Well, I guess a five-pounder with a five-pound lead ought yeah. to do it. So did you, when you uh, when you finished that tournament, like, you're coming to the way, and or, do you think, you, I got, it's over? Or was, was it? Here's another heartbreaker. I stop on one last spot going in, and um, the wind's blowing pretty hard, and I kind of had lost contact. I was throwing a big worm. I'd kind of lost contact with it. When I find the worm, I set the hook, and I get a five-pounder right up beside the boat, and it's swimming beside the boat, and it just comes unbuttoned, and I've got one minute to be in the way in. So I thought really and truly I gave it you away gave right it away. there, and that just that was the longest, worst trip of my entire life to that auditorium until we did the final weigh-in. What was the tally? How, how by how much did you win that? I think I won by four or five pounds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so well, you had that big lead. Well, it was a great win. Oh, that, it was. That's it was. But you know, to to still have it won, but to go through the ups and downs of that day, that just shows you that. Hey, you've just got to get out there, and you've got to you've just got to live through them. If it's your time, you cannot mess it up. I, it's like a freight train. That's right. That's why I look at when you're going to win that tournament. It's like you you messed up. You lost the five pounder at the boat, and right. you won that tournament. I've had that experience where wheels seem to be coming off, but right. you can't stop it when you're going down that path. And, That's right. And that was that was uh, certainly a, a great win that you had there. But we had this year at the bass university we had a group a great group of flw anglers uh with us yourself included wesley strader who's out fishing this yep. week having a pretty good derby and yep. uh, and our friend jt kenny all flw guys at the columbus uh bass university this year it, it was great to have you guys are are you guys all buddies uh do you, do oh, you travel yes. together yes and that's what's so funny about it is wesley and i <clears throat> we stay in contact you know nearly every day and then jt and i have probably roomed around and together more than i'm around than wesley you know i mean so it's that's the thing about it it doesn't matter if you're on the flw side or if you're on the bass side and what a lot of these people don't really understand it's really and you've been there and you know it's really a big family deal i mean it, it's it's your home, it's your home away from home. It, it is, and you got to surround yourself with good people. That's right. That you have fun with. That's right. Uh, you know, and that's important because you're spending so much time on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 week after week. I always joke that when I go to tournaments, a lot of times the only person I talk to are the people at the gas station. <laughs> you know, you just, so it, it's key to have some good that's friends. Right. And I know JT. I didn't know if you knew this, but I heard he was in the hospital this morning. What? I heard I heard he twisted his uh twisted, he twisted his ankle, twisted his ankle a couple of days ago. Okay. And show you how good of a friend he is. He and Ch- he and Chad Grigsby have been the best of friends forever. And when we all fished the tour together, you know, he and Chad roomed together all the time. We roomed with them some and everything. Yesterday they're pulling up to the auditorium and Chad kind of gets in a bind there and trying to find a good place to park. So being the friend JT is, they're right in front of the auditorium here and everything. He never says hi, bye, see you, or nothing. Opens the door, steps out of the truck, and just leaves Chad to go park and worry about everything else. So he blamed it on a hurt ankle, so he needed to be close. But I heard he had, I heard he had hurt his ankle, but I had not heard anything about a hospital. No, that's I just heard it. You know how this rumor mill gets going. But well, but 
But we we wish you all the best, JT. That's right, Jake. Uh, hopefully. But now, JT, JT could be out of control. He's now a single man out, That's on, right. out on tour. That's right. You know, he's got to be hard to keep up with now. That's right. And, um, hey, he was hard to keep up when he wasn't a single man, and he's really hard to keep up with now. <laughs> well, but what a great guy. What a great fisherman. Yeah, well, he, he did a, we call him Grass Wizard. That's and, right. And uh, we just launched some of his grass fishing uh, techniques. You talked about uh, some great stuff. We we had you talking a little bit about suspended bass suspended fishing. Suspended bass fishing. I think we got into the different styles and types of chatterbaits and stuff. So right. on other on another topic. So yeah, and uh, that you know that's the thing about it. The deal y'all do with the bass universities and everything. Stuff that took us so many years, so many days out there. So much work trying to figure out and pinpoint and get this stuff to a T. These people are getting it in 30 minutes. Absolutely. And that's what's so remarkable about, and that's why the word university learning, you know, that that's where it all that's that's exactly what you're doing and that's what these people are getting and and you know we really try to deliver that and right now at the classic we have a great promotional code called classic 30 uh you get 30 days free just come and try out the program so so definitely uh uh, check that stuff out and we've got a lot more great stuff coming we're going to be launching all your stuff with bass university tv real soon but out here on uh on conroe we've had some controversy one of one of which is I heard there's a 75 boat tournament going on out there today. Um, I mean, I haven't heard, but if that's the case, that's that. You know, there's nobody anywhere within 100 miles of Houston that doesn't know the Bassmasters Classics <laughs> here. And if they have, you know, people ought to have better sense than that. If you're ever fortunate enough and lucky enough to have the Bassmasters Classic come to your town. Hey, stay off the water. Give them room. You're privileged to have them here. I I would agree, and uh, hopefully they're giving everybody space. And uh, you know we don't know. We saw we saw Mike get into a little uh, controversy where some guys were fishing in front of him on the first day of the tournament. But uh, man, I, I'm of the opinion, and I talked with uh, Roland about this too, and Kumar. Man, I'd really like to see him shut the lake down. Yeah, you know, and I mean, hey, like I said. What you what these people need to understand is the amount the what this is bringing to their city, the economy wise. I mean, it's just pouring money into your city. It's nothing to nothing but good for your city, for the attention of your waters and everything else. Give the guys room, let them get out there, let them do their job. Hey, we're only here, we're only here for three days, and we're out and we're going. Um, it's a privilege to have them here. You know, do what you can to make sure, make sure that you give them a good, warm welcome. Shut them lakes down. That's right. Sportsmanship. <laughs> That's what you want to teach your kids today. Yep. Promise you. There, you know, sportsmanship is the big deal. We're trying to, we're, we've got high schools now. We've got collegiate fishing. Mm-hmm. We're getting more and more kids involved in everything. And the most important thing is, I will not, if you're fishing a stretch of bank, I will not pull up down the bank a quarter of a mile in front of you and cut you off. When I'm in a tournament myself on the top 10 days or whether it's not the top 10 days, there is a local fishing. I've had camera guys with me and they'll tell you and watch. 
I always go, if there's something, they're, they're headed towards something I want to fish, I always pull up and I ask them, do you mind? If you do, I promise you I will go the other way. Sportsmanship, that's what we've got to keep going on this water because there's more and more of us, and without it, there's problems. I agree, and I think you hit the nail on the head is communication, and that's something that we want to teach those kids. That's right. If you're, instead of cutting somebody off, instead of moving in on their water, Talk to them. That's pull right. up to them. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them. Tell them what your intentions are. Like I might want to fish those docks. Is that going to is that going to bother you? Because you might not be doing that. That's right. You know, so a little communication goes a long way, and that's that's definitely key for sports, especially it, with the explosion of the high school and college teams out there. And that's we're getting, right. We're getting 500 boats in these tournaments. That's exactly uh, down right. Here. And that's one of the things I preach. I go and I, I teach. I, I go and I talk to a lot of the different schools around and stuff and do different things with them and stuff. And that's my that's my biggest pet peeve of everything. I know how my dad brought me up. And I know how what sportsmanship's all about. And at the end of the day, we're all a lot happier instead of, you know, you just get out there and the first spot you stop on, somebody cuts you off and you're steaming the rest of the day. It affects the way you fish. Absolutely. Communication, sportsmanship, let's keep it up. Absolutely. Well, Scott, I appreciate you being here. I want to wish you the best of luck uh, the rest of the FLW tournament Thank season you. this year. Good luck getting another championship. I, I think it's coming. Folks that want to follow you at home on social media, how do they do that? Well, I mean, there's several different ways, but, you know, uh, like um, Scott at scottsucksfishing.com, you can pretty much get to everything that I do through that, you know, through that address. And uh, just, uh, you know, hang in there, follow us, keep up with me. Um, We're going to do the best we can the last remaining FLW tour events and like you say hopefully go over there at Murray and battle it out with Gagularty and them for a championship <laughs> well good luck I know you will hold your own you always do thanks for being with us the great Scott Suggs here on Ike Live at the 2017 Bassmaster Classic we'll be right back in a few minutes